The crew cuts through the base's airlock, disarms the security system, fights robot mimes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was going to accuse you of being that wrong. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Halfwit History. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Kylie. And this is a podcast where we talk about this week in history, but a long time ago. This time, not so long ago, and we have a little bit of a special episode yeah, this time only, around. Only one topic this time. Yeah. Uh, so this this week's episode is going to be a little bit different in format. Um, in September of 1982, R.A. Montgomery pub- published the book War with the Evil Power Master. Now, we couldn't find the exact date, so we figured the first week of September was probably good enough. Um, so War with the Evil Power Master isn't your average book. It's a choose-your-own-adventure story. And it's recently been released in game format. Yep. So guess what we're doing? Playing games! Yeah, we're going to play a game. But first, for some background on a choose-your-own-adventure story, because there was no way you were going to get away without a little bit of history. So if you aren't familiar with them, choose-your-own-adventure stories are stories where the reader is the protagonist and has to make choices and then continue to read the story based off of those choices. The first stories of this nature were written by Edward Packard. And according to Packard, the core idea of the series emerged from bedtime stories that he told his daughters, revolving around a character named Pete and his adventures. Packard stated, I had a character named Pete, and I usually had him encountering all these different adventures on an isolated island. But that night, I was running out of things for Pete to do, so I just asked them what they would do. His two daughters came up with different paths for the story to take, and Packard thought up an ending for each of the paths. What really struck me was the natural enthusiasm they had for the idea. And I thought, could I write this down? And he did. Packard soon developed this basic premise into a manuscript called The Adventures of You on Sugarcane Island. He set out in 1970 to find a publisher, but was rejected by nine publishing companies, which caused him to shelve the idea. In 1975, he was able to convince Ray A. Montgomery, who was co-owner of Vermont Crossroads Press, to publish the book, and it sold 8,000 copies, which is a pretty large amount for a small um, local publishing house. The series was later marketed to Pocket Books, where it also sold well, but Montgomery believed that it would sell better if a bigger publisher could be found. So after some discussion, Montgomery was able to make a contract for the series with Bantam Books. Packard and Montgomery were selected to write books for the series, including the contracting out of titles to additional authors. The famous phrase, choose your own adventure, was born when Ed Packard sold his second and third books. The second, called Deadwood City, was a Western saga, and junior editor Dinah Stevenson was given the assignment to create a jacket line that would explain this unfamiliar unfamiliar narrative style to readers. Stevenson came up with, choose your own adventure in the Wild West. The phrase was adapted for the next title with a tagline, the third planet from Altair, choose your own adventure in outer space. Hmm. Yeah. The series of interactive game books initially had only so-so sales until some genius in marketing had the idea to seed 100,000 books to libraries across the country. Overnight, the books became hugely popular. Um, between 1979 and 1999, the series sold over 250 million copies worldwide and was translated into 38 languages. 
That's a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. The original classic Choose Your Own Adventure series contained 184 game books authored by 30 different writers. So Montgomery, Packard, and then 28 Many. different people, essentially. <laughs> Although looking, I looked at like a list of them, and Packard and Montgomery were pretty steadily like prominent. Like oh, they yeah. wrote a lot of them. Oh, yeah. 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 So the books were set in locations around the globe, in outer space, under the sea, and in a number of distinctly imagined fantasy worlds. Over the course of its publication, Choose Your Own Adventure featured every known literary genre. The last new original title in the series was released by Bantam in 1998. When Bantam, now owned by Random House, allowed the Choose Your Own Adventure trademark to lapse, the series was relaunched by Choose Co., which now owns a trademark. And Choose Co. was founded in 2003 by author and series founder R.A. Montgomery oh, and nice. his wife, author Shannon Gillian. Choose Co. does not reissue titles by Packard, who has started his own imprint, U Ventures. Oh, so cool. he does his own thing now, yeah. Choose Your Own Adventure's U-centered choices have been cited as an influence in numerous games and media that follow the series, including Japan's popular Bishiju video games, Mass Effect 2, and Formsoft's Adventure Player. It has also been credited with, credited with the heightened popularity of role-playing games, including Dungeons & Dragons. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um, and in addition, its mainstream popularity, Choose Your Own Adventure has been cited by numerous educators as a uniquely effective method for helping students learn to read. The series has documented popular appeal for the reluctant reader due to its interactivity. So getting kids who aren't super inclined to reading to make decisions and stuff is a really good way to get them involved. Absolutely. Which is great. So in June of 2018, Z-Man Games issued a licensed cooperative board game called Choose Your Own Adventure, House of Danger, which was inspired by R.A. Montgomery's book in the series, also titled House of Danger. <laughs> the second installment of the Z-Man Games is War with the Evil Power Master, which is the game we will be playing. And then, so a little side note, on January 11th, 2019, Choose Co. initiated a trademark, trademark infringement legal challenge against Netflix for the film Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Chusco claims it had trademarked the phrase in association with movies, books, and other forms of media, and that Netflix has started negotiations with Chusco in 2016 to license the phrase for films and animated series, but they didn't follow through. Mm-hmm. Netflix has sought to have the suit sum- um, summarily dismissed on a number of grounds related to trademark law and fair, al- fair use allowances, um, but so far there's been like no decision made. So I guess if you start your own adventure story... Don't use the phrase, choose your own adventure. (laughs) We will not be titling the episode that. Nope. Uh, Now, without further ado, we bring you our adventure into War with the Evil Power Master. All right, so for you you guys listening, this is just a general rundown of how the game works. What happens, we got a board in front of us that has a few different planets, and on each planet is a signal that our characters have to find while they adventure on the planet. If they don't find a signal, most likely they're going to either exhaust all of the all of the story on that planet or we might lose a character or two going through. Apparently death is a thing in this. Apparently death is a really big thing. Yeah. I also, when I was researching it, I also saw that um, getting stuck in loops where like you just keep failing yep. and you can't go to something new essentially mean that you just have to start all over again. Yep. So if that happens, <laughs> um, well, that's the story. That's how these things go. <laughs> Whoopsies. We yep. got stuck. So there's two gauges, the EPM meter, which is the evil power master meter. And Ooh. as he completes his quest, uh, he's he's going to gain power until he gets to a certain number, which is 25. And if he gets there before we do, <laughs> then his evil plan goes through and our characters have to try and stop him. 
Um, if we get there before he does, we find him before his evil power goes through. Woohoo! And we still gotta fight him. Yeah, we still gotta fight him. <laughs> so, Whoopsies. basically, we'll be going from uh, place to place. If you're familiar with role playing games, there's some stats there's piloting, dexterity, diplomacy, and I think strength. Yeah, I think that's right. And perception. Oh, yeah. So there's five? Yeah, there's another one. Yep. Piloting, diplomacy, <laughs> dexterity, perception, and strength. Each of our characters that we'll be playing has some bonuses and some minuses, which will make them good. The way this game works is no other character can make an action until all of them have made, or make a second action until everyone has made an action. So that might guide some of our choices here. <laughs> if you think we're like, oh, why aren't you using Commander Chen? She's so strong or whatever. And it's like, we can't. She's an active. <laughs> so... For the purpose of our game, I will be being the narrator, reading off the different cards that we're prompted to go to as we explore planets. Kylie will be playing Terra and Commander Chen, who we'll get into a little bit more later. And I will end up also playing Dante and flipped it. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one vowel in that name. And it's at the very end. (laughs) At the very end. So yeah, let's just get into it. Let's read off our characters and we each get a starting item as well. All right. You want to go first? Sure. You want to do one and then I'll do one? Yeah, I'll go first. I'll start with Dante, age, unknown, birthplace, Lacus, occupation, piloting droid, bio, Terra's companion, one very human-like eye, which is kind of freaky. (laughs) One very human-like eyebrow, which is also kind of freaky. My head pops open often to reveal 12 articulated appendages, which work busily, then disappear back inside of me as quick as they came out. That's unnerving. (laughs) My strengths are, I am an excellent pilot with a sunny attitude and can imitate others' voices. Uh Uh-oh. Good good luck. (laughs) I am also an adequate DJ. I think that's the most important. Can you DJ our wedding? (laughs) Yes, I can. My weaknesses, however, do include poor depth perception, despite the human-like eye, which is still kind of freaky. I give painful hugs with my many articulated appendages. I am a bad dancer and cannot even do the robot. (laughs) I do also at the worst moments. Oh, no. So that is Dante. Dante has a plus one to piloting, a plus one to diplomacy, a negative one to dexterity. That sounds about right. And a negative one to strength. Yep. He has no arms, generally speaking. And Dante's starter item is Lacunian action ointment. Ew. <laughs> a tube filled with energizing goo manufactured on Lucos. After a challenge roll, I can discard this card to roll again and add the first or and add the second roll to my first roll to make the challenge total. Nice, that's handy. Alright. So I will be playing. <laughs> Me and voice acting are not friends, so here goes. I will be playing Tara, age 35, birthplace Earth, occupation, Lacunian congresswoman, bio. I am a decorated veteran of the Purple Days War. I have much wisdom and much experience, and I don't take no shit from no one. I'm always effective, always in control, always there to slap you out of it, whatever it may be. And I'm usually right. That's pretty fitting, right? Uh Uh-huh. My strengths are I am diplomatic, I am proactive, I am calm under pressure, and I have some awesome whoops and hollers. Yeehaw! (laughs) I regret that so much, guys. (laughs) We'll try that again. (laughs) Woo, woo! (laughs) That was not an awesome whoop and holler. Well, (laughs) it's the best I got right now. Uh, My weaknesses are I am irritatingly competent, 
I am secretly smug, overly, I give overly strong handshakes, and I never have time for this or that. Oh, and I never have time for this. I can't read. <laughs> overly competent. <laughs> yes, I can't read. And her starter item is the Proxima Centauri Pain Reducer. It mitigates the pain by swallowing the contents of this bottle. Discard this card during a challenge to reduce the challenge level by one. All right, cool. Nice. So that'll be super handy for the harder challenges. My last character is Flupto. Still funny. (laughs) Flupto is age 30, birthplace Mars. Occupation is a pilot, computer analyst, and bon vivant. My bio is I'm a teammate of Chen. I rock a pair of shorts like no one's business. Two toes on each foot and three fingers on each hand. When not reading the collected works of Earth's Oscar Wilde, often I will produce cookbooks from exotic planets. All right. My strengths are I'm, inti- I'm highly intelligent hmm. and analytical, good with machines and electronics, and I have a cool vest. My weaknesses is I am dispassionate, prone to pontificate, addicted to candy and baked goods. Very nice. I have a perception of plus one, a piloting of plus one, a dexterity of minus one, and a diplomacy of minus one. And uh, Flip 2 has the Haymog Karma Inducer. Device created on Haymog that hastens karmatic retribution in any situation. Discard this card when you lose a challenge to reduce any EPM meter movement penalty to zero. Oh, hey. I messed up on Tara. Tara has a... What is that symbol? Diplomacy. Diplomacy of plus one, a dexterity of plus one, a perception of minus one, and a piloting skill of minus one. All right. So last but not least, we have Commander Chen. I have to get into my chest voice here for my days as an alto. Chest voice is a sexy way to put that. (laughs) Well, it's all I've got. (laughs) Okay, Eeyore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. I lean back when we laugh. That was bad. Sorry. Commander Chen, age 22, birthplace, Lacus, occupation, primary unit commander of the Lacunian system rapid force. Her biography, so young, yet entrusted with so much responsibility. A bit of a hothead, wants action now and analysis later. She has never been to Earth, represented Lacus in the Lacunian system kickboxing championship, and got walloped by a guy from Falop. Her strengths are she is decisive, forthright, action-oriented, good in physical altercations. However, her weaknesses are rushing in without thinking. She is quick to anger, afraid of bugs and germs, and is untrained in fallopian kickboxing styles. She has a plus one to strength and dexterity, and a minus one to diplomacy and piloting. Awesome. Now that we know the characters, let's... We forgot our starter item. So Commander Chen has the Void of Nero Shelter Belt. It is a personal force field from the Purple Days War. Discard this card before a challenge to automatically win the challenge without rolling. That's a good card for that Chen. That is super handy. Haha. All right. Okay. I'm so ready for this. Let's get into the story. Yes. The Lacunian Congress. The evil power master is back. Shouts Commander Chen to his green-skinned Martian friend. <laughs> Oops. Commander Chen's a dude. We should have paid more attention, I think. <laughs> oh. And he's still doing his evil thing. Chen hands Flipto a message that just came into Rapid Force Command from a remote sector of the vast Lacunian system. The news is grim. 
Sudden Total Destruction of Planet Marzina, Sector 31-47-89, Evil Power Master Claims Responsibility. Have a nice day. <laughs> Flipto crumbles the paper message in his three-fingered fist, his usual Martian self-control replaced by anger. Did you expect anything else, Commander? He demands. We both knew he would be back, doing his evil thing. I hoped we had destroyed him in the Purple Days War, Chen says. So many lives lost, so much carnage, so much purple. The Rapid Force officers sit in silence, remembering how the evil Power Master rallied the renegade planets that were denied entrance to the Lacunian System Alliance and led them in rebellion. His powers must be strong again, Chen says, breaking the silence. Or he would never have attacked. What are your orders? Call all unit commanders to meet with the Lacunian Congress, Chen says. We must plan for our defense and maybe mount an attack. Chen and Flipto lead the other unit commanders to the Lacunian Congress. Countless voices fill the Great Hall, speaking hundreds of languages. The dread in their eyes is clear. Every conversation is about the evil Power Master doing a new evil thing. Chen meets with Tara, the congressional spokesperson. Tara is respected to, for her firmness and wisdom in Congress, and for being a fierce veteran of the Purple Days War. I knew that evil drip wouldn't stay quiet for long, Tara says. Before Chen can reply, the Great Hall is silenced by booming, metallic voice. It is the voice of the evil Power Master. Give up, you fools! Your time has come! Marzina is just a taste of my power! Give me total control of the system, or more planets will perish, including Haymog, Aruth, and Earth! You have three days to comply! The hall erupts in chaos, with representatives from across Lacunian systems all rushing to contact their homeworlds. Rapid Force is on their own now. Tara is smiling, however. Come with me, she says. This may be our break. Chen is confused, but he trusts Tara. She saved his butt more than once during the war, and he'd like to continue to keep <laughs> his butt intact. Tara takes Chen and Flipto to the computer room, where her one-eyed, one-eyebrow droid, Dante, sits in front of a console. We got him now, Dante cries. The evil Power Master's message led us right to him. Almost. Tara's smile fades. Almost? He bounced the message through nine planets, says Dante. Including a base here on Lacus. He must be on one of those nine. We'll have to explore the planets to find him. Flipto looks at the readabouts. The signal is too weak to pinpoint his location, he says, grabbing the last Sinistar bagel from the table. <laughs> yes. Then it will be like looking for an evil needle among nine haystacks. Chen says, his stomach growling. Or a bacterium burrowing among nine gigantic Sinistar bagels. Flipto shoots Chen a side eye. You're not getting one bite of this bagel, he hisses. No time for bagels, snaps Tara. We need to boost that signal. Flipto's forehead wrinkles. If we visit the planets where the evil Power Master has been, we can collect more transmission data, he says. I can use the data to design an algorithm to boost the signal. Then we can find him, says Tara. Flipso, Flipso, and I will head out on the fizzlet, says Chen. Dante and I are coming too, says Tara. Four heads are better than two. And 18 arms are better than four, <laughs> says Dante. And this bagel is gone, says Flipto, polishing off the last bite. 
So now we get to determine our starting planet by rolling the die two times. The first roll determines the column of our board that the planet is in, and the second roll determines the row. So let's roll. So four. that's a four. So we are in the middle column. Yes. And that is a six, we're so we're bottom. in the bottom row. So that is the planet Haymog. Okay. Which is one of the ones that can be destroyed. So good luck to us. Start the game by placing our sil by placing our ship mover on the planet in that column and row and reading the first card in that planet's story deck. All right. Okay, so Haymog, if the EPM meter is eight or higher, skip this card and go to Haymog story card six. It is, our meter is nowhere right now. <laughs> it's at a zero. Yep. The fizzlet flies through the bright and blue skies over Haymog, homeworld of the chrysalic people. Glittering crystal spires tower over cut glass cities in the shores of freshwater seas. Sounds gorgeous. Vast plains stretch across the continents, feeding the planet with their bounty, while quartz mountains transformed into solar energy collectors beam power around the world. The evil power master has targeted Haymog for destruction. So the crew arrives to search for clues to what they can do to prevent the loss of the gleaming jewel of the Lacunian system. We don't have much to go on, Tara says as Dante pilots the ship. Any ideas about what the evil one's up to? Two ideas, actually, says Flipta. Based on suspicious activity reported to Rapid Force, first, the magnetic resonance of the crystalline structure of... In English, please, says Chen. Evil Power Master, break planet with magnets, says Flipdo. The other idea? Tara asks, ignoring the Martian's snotty tone. <laughs> Flipdo takes a deep breath, as if ready to launch into another long scientific explanation, but then looks at Chen, sighs, and says, A really big bomb. Chen grins and steeples his fingers against his chin. If they have a bomb... Let's just say I have a little something that will be a real kick in the pants. They won't know what hit them. They'll be drinking punch. This better not be about kickboxing. Interrupts Tara. I had to interrupt myself, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a free item. Draw data card 157. Woohoo! I like free. Free is for me. So we get the bomb handling gloves. So I Ooh. believe those go to Commander Chen. All right. These are made for handling bombs, says Chen. But I use ones just like them in my kickboxing. I'm pretty good. Keep this challenge booster. Finish Haymog's story card one. All right. To investigate Flipto's magnet theory, we go to Haymog's story card two. To investigate Flipto's big bomb theory, we go to Haymog's story card 11. Hmm. Magnet or bombs? I am playing the pilot and the person in question, so I think it is up to Commander to choose that one. Oh, no. I'm thinking maybe we should make these decisions together. Okay. <laughs> it does say in the instructions to make decisions together. Um, well, you got bomb handling gloves, so I feel like that would be good to do. All right, let's go to story card 11 then. Okay. I'm down. Down. I was going to say down to clown, and then Richie rendered it, so here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Dante lands the ship at a research station in the Crystal Maw Canyon. They drill into the mantle here, says Tara, to study Haymog's geology. Security reported unauthorized access to the drilling room, Ad Flipto. Maybe to plant a bomb? Chen asks. Flipto nods. A hailed bomb set off in the mantle could fracture Haymog. A hulking chrysalis guard looks to the entrance. Password. He rumbles. Despite the rapid force credentials Tara shoves in his face, he does not budge. Password. He says again. Dante pushes the humanoids out of the way. Is the password password 
he asks. The guard nods and rolls out of the way as Dante chucklebeeps. <laughs> the elevator takes them to a room dominated by a large hole. A crane extends over the hole, holding a thick cable that descends out of sight. Flipto activates the winch to reel in the cable. The cable stops. At the end, a large bundle is attached to the drill. The bundle is ticking. Can we defuse it? Chen asks. Required challenge. Defuse the bomb. If we win, we raise a signal tracker by two and draw data 34. If we lose, we raise the evil power master meter by two and draw data card 41. All right. So our challenge level is four right now. Who do we want to do it? Chen has four. Chen has the power gloves. I think this is a good stop. Yeah. I don't think we want to We're going to hold on to this because I think this will probably be, fingers crossed, not the hardest thing we'll encounter. Yeah, we don't need to use the Void of Nero shelter belt. Yeah, but we will use the bomb handling gloves, I think. Yeah? Does that make sense? All right. All so right. the bomb handling glove, actually, do they? Um, yeah, so you... That's um, perception. Is it? Yeah, so we have a strength challenge. Oh. But that gives perception? All right, so I guess we don't need the bomb handling gloves? Yeah, what's this about? Oh, okay. So, so we can just use this at any time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for this, so... Yeah, okay, so I guess we won't use that then. But yes. I have a plus one to strength. Yep. So... So we gotta get a four or higher. Meets it, beats it. Yikes. I that's got a, a five, five plus one, so that's a six. We did it. All right, so if we win, we raise our signal tracker by two and draw a data card. So raise our signal tracker by two. Yay! One, two. And we get data card 34. Woo, woo. Data card 34 is the big bad bomb. Inside the bundle is a cluster bomb with a readout counting down from 10. The crew randomly yanks out wires. Suddenly, the ticking stops. Unbeknownst to the crew, this has prevented the evil power master from destroying Haymog. Yay! Finish Haymog story card 11. Keep this card. This is card 11. So to examine the transporter, go to Haymog story card 3. Oh yeah, so with the bomb handled, Chen glances at the trans at the teletransporter in the corner. Should we find the bomber? He asks. Go to story card 3. Dante and Flipto examine the teletransporter left behind by the evil Power Master's minion. Where do you think it will take us? Tara asks. Into a trap, most definitely, says Chen as he leans in to examine it. Flipto opens a small panel on the top. Inside, he finds a set of dials and a monitor showing coordinates. The terminus is in a warehouse district near Haymog's main spaceport, he says. This is our chance to catch the World Busters before they clear out of here, says Tara. Can't wait to get my hands on those guys, says Chen, smacking his fist into his palm. <laughs> Chen gestures for Tara to go first, just to be chivalrous. But Tara, ever respectful, offers the privilege to Chen. Following several after use, Dante throws his many hands in the air and rolls onto the teletransporter, disappearing. <laughs> Figuring an unknown fate is better than watching this, Flipto follows. And then, with a sigh, Tara holds her nose and jumps onto the platform. I'll take up the rear, announces Chen to no one and jumps onto the device. If we have data card 41, go to Haymog story card 5. If we do not have data card 41, go to Haymog story card 12. We do not have data card 41. To 12 we go. So many cards. <laughs> yink, yink. The group materializes inside a small, dark storeroom. The door is slightly ajar. Chen glances around as his body is finished popping into place. Bare shelves line the walls. Empty boxes lie neatly on shelves or are crushed on the floor. See anything? Chen whispers to Tara, who is peering through the door. 
Tara shakes her head. No, but I hear voices and feet shuffling in the distance. We better hurry. Chen hisses. Looks like they packed up quickly. Tara slips through the door, blaster in hand, followed by Dante. Chen and Flipto draw their weapons and follow. A bank of windows looks out onto the docking area where a group of reptilian denosians pack up a transport ship. An argument breaks out over whether to fold the evil Power Masters capes <laughs> or to roll them. <laughs> and one tears off another's tail and whacks him over the head with it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> the tail regrows, and the attacked party yanks off the assailant's finger and flicks it at them. Yuck. Staying low, the crew sneaks towards the dock to take the bickering minions by surprise. Required challenge! Ambush the minions! Woohoo! Um, so we had Chen do it before. Uh-oh, it's and a strength this, one again. And this again. is a strength one again, and no one else has strength. Let's see if anyone has... So, not going to be Dante. Dante has a negative to strength. All right. You how about, how about you? Um, how about Tara? Tara does not have a negative to strength. All right, so it's between... She does oh. have... Oh, wait, never mind. So it's yeah. between Tara and Flipto. So we'll do Flipto so that All right, yeah. I can it's your turn this time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if I beat a four, we're still on four for challenge Thank level. God. <laughs> And I don't have a negative to strength. That's a five. Ooh, it was almost a one. <laughs> it was almost a one. It, when we win, raise the signal tracker by two and draw data 37. Woo! The crew throws open the doors and rushes through firing. Two of the arguing Denosian rep- reptiloids fall immediately as the other three look for their assailants. Before they can re- react, two more drop to the floor with holes in their chests. As the crew advances, the last reptile considers the effectiveness of its wicked claws against four assailants and slowly raises its arms in dejected surrender. Draw data card 39. 39. The chrysalisk metal. Ooh. The crew hands the lizard over to the Haymog security. For saving Haymog, the crew is awarded the chrysalisk metal, containing a psychic crystal. These metals are much sought after on Lacus. Nice. Keep challenge card booster and draw data 19. This, nice. also, this also gives us a perception bonus. Cool. <laughs> oh, we did it, guys. <gasps> Yay! Data find. Woohoo! The Nanosian ship contains logs of communications between the reptiles and the evil Power Master, which can improve Flipto's tracking algorithm. Algorithm. Turn over the disk and raise the signal tracker, the amount shown. If any character has one or more of the following data, raise the signal tracker an additional amount of times. If we have data 32. No, that's a 31. 31. If we have starting thing six, and if we have data 66. So we have starter four, we have starter six. Awesome. Okay, so we've got starter six. And I don't think we have 31 or six. Wasn't 31 one of the ones that we drew? No. No, okay. So we don't have 31 or 66. But right. we do have starting item six, which means we get a plus three. Jeez. So let's flip All that right. over. It's a nine. Heck yeah. So we go up One, two, 12. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three. Oh dear. We just totally bypassed yeah. challenge level five. Yeah, we're- This game might, might be much shorter than the suggested 60 minutes of the game box. That's fine. <laughs> Our episode is already at 43 minutes. All right. Good for us. Also, remember, the Power Master could win everything else from here on. Also true. Yeah. Mm. Cool. So choose a new planet to explore. All right. So, so we've put these back. Yep. So from Haymog, we have the choice of going to Lacus 
We no. have the oh yeah. Yep, we have the choice of going to Proxima Centauri, or we have the choice of going to Aruth. I think let's go to Aruth because it's um, signal booster power thing looks like it's it'll a be a better. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll have a choice of either going to a really hard one or an easy one from there. Yeah. So while we travel, we're allowed to redistribute our items. Yep. Is there anything that we want to? Switch out. I'm thinking we're all supposed to keep our starter items. So yeah, I don't so think we, we should trade those. Yeah, let's just keep our starter items. Um, this one is a plus three to perception, and Flipdo already has a good bonus for perception. We're not going to a planet that needs perception. True. It needs piloting and dexterity. Yeah, so I almost think we should give some the perception item to someone who doesn't have good perception. Tara doesn't have good perception. Flip, uh, Dante's fine. So that right. What about so, a. This he one. doesn't have a pin. All right, so we should probably give the, the Chrysalix medal to Tara in case she ends up having to do a perception. All right. And do we want to give the plus two to someone who doesn't have any bonuses? So, like, either Dante has no pluses and Chen has no pluses, but they don't have any minuses either. True. Um, let's see. Are we going to perception anytime soon? We could for the Void of Nero. Um, let's give the... Let's give the gloves to Commander Chen. All right. Because likely we won't use Commander Chen on the next one, and we might use him on the, the one after That's that. That's true. We will get another chance when traveling to redistribute, too. So if we change our minds, we yep. can do that. Okay, right. so we are going to uh, Ruth. And our EPM meter goes up by two. Yep, so the evil power master always makes progress during this. Which is a little irritating. Ruth, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put it on. The fizzlet slows down from light speed next to the car path. A space frigate sent to survey the, the destruction of Aruth. Apparently, the evil power master made good on his word and destroyed the planet. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> we were too late. Oh, we said that way too close to Nike. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Oh, no. We, we chose poorly. Yep. Which is now in the field of debris that hauntingly orbits an unknown center. That's so upsetting. Oh, no. The crew boards and meets with Commander Rostrum, who grudgingly gives Dante and Flip to computer access. Free item. Draw data 65. Remote mainframe access device. This device allows Wi-Fi access. <laughs> We're using Wi-Fi. Oh, boy. Um, to the Carpass mainframe computer. Keep this challenge booster and finish Aru's story card intro. It gives right. another perception plus one. We are loaded on perception. Here, let's give it to Dante so yeah. that he has a plus to perception if he needs it. Yep. <clears throat> we got lots of perception. What's up with that? Yeah. Now I'm wondering if they're all perception. No, they can't be. <laughs> Not sure why Rapid Force is here, says Rostrum. There's no planet left for lawbreakers to inhabit. Commander Chen considers the body bags stacked in the bay before replying. We won't be here long, he says. We're looking for anything to help us find the evil pow power master and make that no good low life pay, adds Tara. Rostrum points to the ringed field of debris on the view screen. You see anything useful out there? Nothing of a Ruth but bodies and rubble. Fascinating, says Flipto, which earns him a glare. That is, rings require a gravity well. He continues, when a roof was destroyed, why didn't the debris disperse into space? There is a hidden anomaly in the center, says Dante. A gravity device. The car path can't get close enough to investigate, says Rostrum. We're too big to chance it. We can help with that, Chen says. Whoa, shouts Flipto, noticing something out of the window. Never thought I would see one of those, 
Stop gawking, Martian, yells Rostrum. He looks at Chen. Yours is an undisciplined command. I mean, he's wearing shorts and a vest. Disgraceful. Chen's face turns bright red as he opens his mouth to deliver a devastating retort. But Flipto saves the situation. Splinters detect space squid entering the vicinity, Commander Rostrum, sir, Flipto says in his most formal tone. Red alert, calls Rostrum. The Carpass crew scrambles to the stations. Time for you four to leave. If you intercept the space squid, go to Aru's Story 7. If you investigate the gravity anomaly, go to Aru's Story Card 3. Do we want to fight a space squid or investigate a gravitational anomaly? Our characters right now are saying maybe maybe space squid because I've got I've got um, piloting as Dante and you have dexterity as Tara. All right, I'm down. Yeah, and those are the two things that we need for this thing. I think I think we go to space squid. I was gonna say I feel bad leaving them to fight a face space squid all on their own. But I don't think Rostrum really cares about us. No, I don't think he does. But I also kind of want to rub it in his face when we save his ass. Aye, space squid it is. <laughs> Story card seven. The crew returns to their own ship. What the heck is a space squid? Chen asks. Think of it as a giant squid in space, says Dante. Helpful. Flipto taps the controls to start the engines. They appear after space battles to feed on organic organic flotsam. You mean bodies, says Tara. Chen shudders at the sight of a gigantic monster eating a roost eight billion dead. We should help Rostum destroy it. Chen says. Whether he wants our help or not. By Lacunian law, we should protect it, says Tara. Chen slams his fist on the console, causing a klaxon to blare. He jabs at the button several times before he manages to shut it off. What should we do? He asks. Tell Rostrum to stand down while we talk to a squid? Scientific reports indicate the space squid are highly intelligent, says Flipdo, and may communicate through hyperphonic emanation. Chen stares at the monitor. The space squid jets ever closer to the debris ring, leaving clouds of black droplets behind. If we talk to the space squid, go to a Roost Story Card 4. If we fight the space squid, go to a Roost Story Card 9. I feel like we should talk to it. That's the D&D druid in you. Yes, it is. (laughs) Very heavily. Here we go, talking to the space squid, to Story Card 4. I feel like this will not do anything for us and the Power Master. Nope, I think we're gonna lose this one. I guess Tara is right. Chen says. Even space squids have space rights. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try to buy us some time with Rostrum. Says Tara. Dante opens a radio channel while Flipto drops beneath the console. Carpath, stand down. Tara says into the microphone. We have a plan. You have 60 seconds. Icily. Chen looks under the console. Whatever you're doing down there, Flipfo, do it quicker. Flipfo yanks out the wires, licks ends, and reconnects them. Ew. Rerouting hyperphonic inducers through the impulse housing, he says. I can softcode a duodecimal translator and produce light messages. Just tell me when it's done. Chen says, rubbing his temples. <laughs> done, says Flipdo. I asked the squid to leave so we may bury our dead. Chen and Tara are stunned as the squid turns to depart. Would be nice if it could get the gravity device for us first. Chen says facetiously. Oh no. <laughs> Flipto taps out a new message. No, oh, Flipto, no. no! Required challenge. Ask the squid for help. So we have to roll diplomacy. Oh hey, look, that's me. We need to get a six or higher on diplomacy. Oh 
boy. That's definitely going to be Tara. Okay, so we have something that we could do the cart, the thing by one. Yeah, so the Proxima Centauri Pain Reducer, that is Tara's starting item, can reduce the challenge level by one, so we'd have to roll a five or higher. Okay, and um, Dante, who's still active, has a Lacunian Action Ointment, which is a tube filled with energizing goo manufactured on Locos. After challenge roll, discard this card and roll again to add the second roll to your first roll. So if we need to, we might be able to use the Lacunian Action Ointment because Dante's still active. I would prefer to hold on to this one. Yep. The belt. The belt that What wins. is that one? This one lets you add another roll. It's like advantage what almost. What is this one? This one is discard this card when you lose a challenge and reduce any EPM meter movement penalty okay. by zero. We so like we will lose the challenge. Yeah, so we would still have to go through, oh, this is just raise the EPM meter and another character tries. Okay. Yep. So this is just keep trying until yeah. you win. All right, so yep. I guess we'll... It's definitely Tara. Yeah, we'll go with Tara. So I'm going to roll and then hope I don't have to use it. And if I have need, to use it, I... We need a six or better. <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> That's a one. Um, oh, ouch. So let's use the Lacunian ointment. Roll again, add to your roll. So you'd have to roll a five. Or you have to roll a four plus your one. Yeah, because I have, I have... Technically, I have two. Yeah. Four? Four plus a one, that's meets it, beats it. Yes. So we used our Lacunian action ointment, so that's gonna go away, and that lets us add our first dice roll to our second. So we added- Thank goodness. Yep, so we added one to four, um, and then um, Tara has a plus one, so that gives one more, so we hit six. Woohoo! Oh, you had a plus one diplomacy also. Yeah. All right, cool, we did it. But bye-bye our Lacunian ointment. Well, it was Hard fought. <laughs> yes. All right, we win. Continue reading below. Woo! The squid jets to the center of the ring, returns, and offers the crew a strange device. Oh, dear. Draw data card 59. All right. The gravity engine. Ooh. A weird gizmo pulses with a mysterious glow. There is a serious black market for these things on the void of Nero. Ooh. Keep this challenge booster card and go to a Ruth story card 11. All right. Tower gets that. Okay. That's dexterity, which she's good at, too. This thing is fascinating, says Dante. (sighs) Chen sighs. The droid has been tinkering with the device for an hour while Flipto has droned on about flavored quarks, strange muons, and a playful buffet he sampled once in the Graxus Prime. That sounds ominous. What is it, Dante? Chen asks. And please use small words. I call it a gravity engine, says Dante. It tears matter apart and rebuilds it as particles of pure gravity, Flipto explains. Chen and Tara stare at Flipto. Their mouths slack. It changes the gravitational constant, says Dante. On a planetary scale. That thing destroyed a Ruth with gravity? Tara asks. Well, yes. Can it do it again? Chen asks. No, says Flipto. It is missing an impulsion marble. A pivotal component of the device. Any idea where the evil power master sent this item from? Asked Tara. We track the signal to a base outside the system, says Dante. Draw data card 70. Ooh. Ooh. Data fine. Woohoo! We done it. Oh, good. We're making good choices, dude. Yeah. (laughs) 
A scan of the area where the transmissions originated reveals an abandoned space station. The transmission the transmission data gets added to the tracking algorithm. Turn over the disk and raise the signal tracker by the amount shown. Seven. Seven. If any character has one or more of the following data, raise the tracker an additional amount shown. If we have number 66, I don't think we do. Not to my knowledge, no. If we have starting item one, starting item three, starting item eight, starting item six. Nope. Nope. We had four. We had four. Or if we have item 26. I don't think we have that I don't either. think we have that either. Darn it, we were so close. We're only two away from winning. Oh my goodness. Ooh. Well, from fighting the evil power Well, master. yes, that, but I consider it winning. We choose a new planet to explore. Woohoo! All right. We have the Void of Nero, and we have Proner. I was going to go with Croner, but all right. Oh. Croner. We might as well go to Croner. Here. Sure. My... Because it's a, it's an easier, well, it's not easier because we're in challenge rating six. I will also say that both Tara and Chen are inactive. Oh, yeah. So we only have Dante. So Dante's abilities are piloting and diplomacy. Piloting works in the Void of Nero. Neither work in Croner. Croner. Right. We have... Um, we and have a... we have all those things that up... Um, perception. Perception. He's bad at dexterity, and he's bad at strength. So I think we should go to the Void of Nero because at least he's good at piloting. Yeah, and let's give him um, the really strong perception. Yeah. Because he's probably going to have to make the first one. I'm saying let's give them all to him. <laughs> no, because we still want them to other people to have things. Oh, okay. So let's so also... So we want to give the one back? Um, or give it to... Let's Poop give it to Flip Flipto. He doesn't have anything right now. So Flipto's going to get the remote mainframe access device. Um, Dante was just given the chrysalisk metal. And Chen has the bomb handling gloves. And he... Tara took the gravity engine. Yep. Yeah. She has dexterity. Chen doesn't have a minus to dexterity, or to perception, but he has a plus. Or he doesn't have a plus, but he doesn't have a minus, so he's just, like, neutral. So that's good. And we are headed to the Void of Nitro, so let's move we that evil Nero. power... Nero. Let's move that power master up, too. He's at four. <laughs> what a slow poke. I know. We're, we're two away from the boom, so... <laughs> boom. boom, baby. Void of Nero. Oh dear. <laughs> the Void of Nero. Reports of a strange energy beam lead the crew to the space frigate Menton, patrolling the edge of the Void of Nero. Flipto convinces Commander Chen to use the teletransporter to board the Menton, even though the commander has always hated being dematerialized. I don't think I realized that that's what it did, and now I'm freaked out a little bit by it. I mean, it's just like a Star Trek. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened in Star Trek. That's true. Sure enough, when he rematerializes on the Menton, the process proves less than perfect. <laughs> oh, Again. No. Sounds like Star Trek. Yeah. I can't get a moving target. Oh, no. Galaxy Quest. Oh, yeah, that yeah, too. with the hog. Yeah, oh, no. that too. Oh, that was bad. But they do that in Star Trek. That's like they the did. That's in the first, the first like, new movie. Right. It's Scotty trying to figure out how to right. do a moving target. Okay. Gosh, that's so good. Chen jiggles his foot a few times until all the pieces of his leg fall into place. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I'm def <sighs> The commander of the Menton, Sartan, appears. Need some help with that? She asks, a wry smile on her face. 
Chen avoids eye contact while Tara chuckles quietly. <laughs> we have much to discuss, Sartan says, then strides to a large view screen that reveals the Void of Nero, an immense area of dark energy. She taps a few buttons. The Void enlarges to fill the screen, and a planet comes into view. Yesterday, that beam of unknown energy appeared on this planet, she says. But that's... Nope, switch. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to make but that sound southern. I, I know, I'm sorry. But that's... There you go. Tara starts, stunned. Yes, says Flipto. It's purple. The planet we saved from the evil power monster, Master, during the Purple Days War. The thought of purple raises old demons. Chen focuses on the task at hand. Where is the beam heading? He asks. Impossible to tell, says Dante after analyzing Sartan's data. No known planet lies in its path. We need a void ship, Tara says. There I can help, says Sartan. She leads the crew to a small spacecraft shaped like an arrowhead, a void ship built to push through dark energy. Ooh. Chen looks at Flipto and smiles. Perfect. Just like the one we flew in the Purple Days War, he says. Flipto raises an eyebrow. I don't recall those days being perfect, he says. <laughs> A sleek droid is fueling the ship. You can take the droid, says Sartan. It's an excellent void pilot. Dante clatters over to the droid and asks, What is your make and model? I am Proport one It says, I am a pilot, astrophator, and We'll stick with Dante, Jen says. Sartan says, but Proctor is clearly superior to your rudimentary draw. We'll stick with Dante, says Dante, cheerfully interrupting her in a perfect imitation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Do your Chen voice again. <clears throat> we'll stick with Dante, says Dante, cheerfully interrupting her in a perfect imitation of Chen's voice. Flipto looks at the void ship. Should we follow the beam to its origin, he asks, or... To its destination. If we go to the origin of the beam, go to Void of Nero Story Card 2. If we go to the beam's destination, go to Void of Nero Story Card 10. Hmm. As Dante is the only, ex the only alive character right now, the only active character, and he's the pilot, mm -hmm. I'm going to say Dante wants to go <laughs> to the beam's... We can play Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. Destination. All right. We're going where the beam's going. That's ten, right? We should go to the destination. Dante activates the ship's dark energy shield. Tara and Flipto feel a familiar tingle. I don't miss that. I find it most enjoyable. Oh no! Says Dante as he settles nope. into. Uh, says Flipto as he settles into his seat. The white beam pushes through the miasma of the void. And as the ship approaches, the beam fills the screen. It's enormous, Chen says. What in the seven moons of Gobo is that? In answer, twelve delta wings appear as if they had flown out of a long tunnel. The group breaks into three squadrons and attacks a hexagonal space station. No record of that station, says Dante. They need our help, Tara cries. Four delta wings turn towards the void ship. Energy weapons don't function in the void. So Chen and Flipto fire rounds of rocks at ships from pneumatic <laughs> tubes. Hey, creativity saves the day sometimes. Required challenge. Oh no. Battle the attack fleet. Good thing it's a piloting challenge. 
Here comes Dante with his plus one pilot. Dun, 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 dun. This one you do have to declare if you use your hand. Yes, but it's a perception, so we don't care oh, right. about that. Gosh, darn it, I was right. hoping we were going to get a perception challenge instead of a pilot challenge. Well. Oh, well. Oh, boy. But we can still use our Hog Commer Inducer in our Void of Nero belt, which would be pretty timely for the Void of Nero. Yep. Okay, we're going to roll. Come on, Dante. Well, it, it says discard this card before a challenge to automatically win. Oh, just to win automatically win? Without rolling. You know what? Let's have a loss happen. Possibly. Okay. Because we're so close to the end, we can't win them all. I mean, we could. No. <laughs> I have no problem with winning them all. Or we could use the Shield and Nero belt on the uh, on the Power Master. Oh, heck yes. And just yes. auto win. Yep, we're going to do that. Yeah. We can always use this Here one, too. Here we go. That's a five. We, plus, plus one, one is, one a, is six. a six. Good job, sweetie. Dante knows how to pilot better than Frog Dante imitates. <laughs> Win. Right. Raise the tracker by two and draw data 13. Draw data 13, but we just hit the bomb. Yeah, let's finish this thing out. Those were my um, com- Commander Chen whoops. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> All right, data card 13. The first salvos hit their mark and tear through two enemy ships, which explode in small balls of flame. What's left of the energy contained in the ship's dark energy shields. The other two ships take evasive action. Required challenge! Wait oh, a another second. one! Alright, so we have to do a dexterity challenge. Everyone's active. And I think we're gonna take a little jaunt back to Tara because she is good enough. Got in a dexterity. plus three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Alright. So I'm gonna declare that I'm gonna use this just yep. to use it. Using the gravity engine. Yep. Um Which gives us a plus two to dexterity, and Tara already has a plus one. Four. Five, six, seven. There we go. Seven. We beat the challenge level. So we win. We raise the signal tracker by one and draw data card 14. Mm -hmm. The next volley of stone projectiles flies true and tears through the remaining two ships just as balls of light begin to form on their forward turrets. As the ships explode, Tara lets out a loud whoop. Flipto shakes his head. The remaining delta wings have all scattered and energy beam arcs out. An energy beam arcs out from the space station and obliterates them all with incredible destructive force. Yikes. Could this be the evil power master's base? We are being hailed, says Dante. Rot-row. Draw data card 16. Rotro spaghettios. A voice resonates throughout the cabin. Rapid force ship, this is droid base one. Do you read? Ch- Chen, Tara, and Flipto all recognize the voice and smile with each other. Dante. <laughs> With excitement. Rapid Force Voidship, do you read? You are cleared to land. Repeat, you are cleared to land. Go to Void of Nero, story card seven. Inside the droid base, one of the crew finds an old friend from the Purple Days War. Renduxo! Chen yells. We thought you were dead. Just as you thought the evil Power Master was dead, replies Rendoxel. In fact, we both survived the war. But how? Follow, and we'll all become clear, says Rendoxel. He turns and floats away. Rendoxel. Floats? Yep. Rendoxel, the droid hero of Lacus, auto-destructed to destroy the evil Power oh. Master on the final day of the war, or so everyone in the system believe. As oh. Rendoxel shows off his droid-operated base, he explains he teletransported the evil Power Master deep into the void and subdued the evil one before his body reformed. I built this pr- to be his prison, says Rendoxel. You are my hero, gushes Dante. Flipto ignores the starstruck droid. Aww. 
What happened? He asked. How did the evil power master escape? I underestimated his evil and his power, says Rendoxel. Rendoxel comes to a stop by a glass cell. I probed his mind and extracted his secrets, he says, which helped me build this base and its defensive, but the evil one had secrets buried too deep for even my probes. Oh dear. Rendoxel stops in front of the shattered cell. Metal debris and glass shards cover the floor. I manipulated the dark energy shield surrounding the base to exclude his cell, explains Rendoxel. I assumed that would prevent him from escaping. Chen deduces the rest. He searched for the spaces where the shield was weak and exploited them. Exactly, says Rendoxel, his mechanical... Exactly. <laughs> no, I'll just edit it. <laughs> All right. Says his mechanical voice with tinge regret. It took him years, but his evil is persistent. That evil goon, says Tara, making a fist. Once out, he found my void-capable teletransporter and disappeared. What is that in the corner? Dante asks, pointing several arms at a small object barely visible beneath the shards of glass and twisted metal. Uh-oh. Optional challenge. Retrieve the object with dexterity. I mean, why not? Because the, the thing is we raise the meter by two or we try again. Yeah, sure, why not? And we're already at the, the win condition, so. Yeah. Okay, let's roll. Who's got the best dexterity? Um, That'd be Chen. He, Chen has dexterity. Yeah, let's roll Chen. Still have to get a six or higher? Yep. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> there it six. is. Six. Jeez. Wow. Wow, I'm having a good dice All day. Right, draw a data card 28. The Black Marble. This appears to be nothing more than part of a children's game played by played on a roof. Oddly, the marble does not reflect light. In fact, it seems to darken the air around it. Maybe it's not a toy after all. Oh, that was probably the marble that went inside the gravity well that we used. Yes. Yep. Finish Void of Nero Story Card 9. Okay. Just the one that you were reading. Oh, the one I'm on. Yep. yep. Chen turns to Rendoxel. What happened next? He asks. The evil power master returned to the purple. He says. That is where the beam originated. We are about to launch a massive counterattack. Would you like to join? Tara whispers to Chen. Such an attack could kill many purplians. <laughs> <laughs> we should go there and stop him ourselves. If we join Roxel, go to Void of Nero Story Card 4. If you you and the crew travel to Purple, go to Nero Story Card 11. Um, I think maybe this is a good point for us to just go to the end thing. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah, good. Yeah, because it's traveling. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just go to the end at this point because we did we were supposed to do that earlier. I, yeah, I think when you get to that point, you're supposed to just go. Yep. Okay, so what happens when we reach the thing? I think it's the last card. Okay, read end of the game on page eight to see what happens next. <laughs> Go to page eight. If the signal tracker reaches 25, which is us, yeah. the Rapid Force crew has found the location of the evil Power Master and immediately go to story card 13. All right. Of the current planet. Suddenly, Dante starts spinning in a fantastical manner and sounds in serious... Sounds a series of vicious beeps. Victorious. Of victorious beeps the crew has never heard before. You almost veered into haunted doll territory. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Asked Chen. Those are completion beeps, Flipto says. The last signal boost was enough for the algorithm to pinpoint the evil Power Master's location. You mean we can finally get him? Chen asks. That's right, says Flipto bending down to look at a display on Dante's head. He's hiding out in Croner. What? Nope. Let's let's go stomp that rat. 
says Taro with a whoop. Whoop! Dante takes over the Fizzlet's controls and sets a course for Croner. Go to the Croner deck and read the back of Croner story card 13. Do not raise the EPM meter for this action. The crew tracks the evil power master to a deep sea base on Croner, a planet so beautiful the galaxy put a ring on it. <laughs> Several rings. Croner is dominated by Hydrogen Sea. The evil power master submerged his base within a kelp colony. That is your worst fear. Mmm. <laughs> Do not like the seaweeds. The crew cuts through the base's airlock, disarms the security system, fights robot mimes. <laughs> 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 I totally was going to accuse you of reading that wrong. <laughs> and beats an ancient computer at chess. Jesus, really? An appendage emerges from Dante's head. The square tip fits in a tiny aperture, and the door slides open. To fight the evil Power Master, get the deck labeled Final Showdown, Spoonfuls of Pain, and go to Story Card 1. Make all characters active. Spoonfuls of Pain? Yeah, that's going to be our episode title most definitely. Yeah. The Final Showdown. It's the final countdown. Amy, the Spoonfuls of Pain. <laughs> all right, I'm ready. The crew enters into darkness. They feel a breeze. The evil power master's lair must be huge, but they can't see more than three feet in any direction. Be ready for anything. Tara whispers Oops. right before stumbling over a rock. No, oh, no. Rapid force, a monstrous voice bellows. You have not struck rapidly enough, for you must have fallen right into my trap. Get real, Chen shouts. We've come to put an end to your evil plot. Fools, the evil power master yells. Behold! What sounds like a large metal gate slowly creaks open, and a vicious and vicious snarls fill the darkness. A spotlight turns on, illuminating a swarm of dog-sized banana monsters with four <laughs> legs and mouths crammed with glistening fangs. They charge right for the crew. Battle stances! Yells Chen and throws up his fist. Flipto and Tara do the same. An arm topped by a metal fist emerges from Dante's head. The droid reevaluates the fist, retracts the arm, and releases remote-controlled combat drone. Oh, fair enough. Required challenge: defeat the banana monsters. We can do strength or piloting. Do we have anything that gives plus strength or plus piloting? No, it's all perception it's all for perception us today. Right too. Now. Jeez, we are so please. perceptive, and we will not have a perception challenge. I think I've done a lot more roles than you, so I think um, one of your characters should go. There. All right, well, looks like we're doing piloting then. Yeah. Yep, let's pilot. Dante or Flipfo? Uh, Dante, because all he right. is piloting the little drone. Oh, yes. All right, perfect. Okay, required challenge level is six. Here we go. Four. That's a four. That's a, a five. five. Can we do anything about it? I can reduce the challenge level by one. Heck yeah. All right. We're going to use our Proxima Centauri Pain Reducer, which reduces the challenge level by one. So instead of being a six, it's five. And I got a five, so I meet it. Ta-da. Win. Go to story card seven. All righty. The banana monsters are soft and rotten and also, you know, bananas. So the crew <laughs> easily dispatches them. In fact, they are dispatched so quickly that Flipto has time to pull out his Martian portable kitchen kit and whip up the remains into five cups of delicious banana pudding. Yes. He passes them around and enjoys a spoonful before slyly offering the fifth cup to the un to his unseen foe. Oh, no. Your time has come, Flipto says. Would you like to taste this banana flavored defeat? 
The light comes on, revealing the evil Power Master standing before them in his, all his resplendent, vil villainous glory. Oh, good. He points a ray gun at the crew. The only thing I will be tasting is victory. Rapid force. Before anyone can get out of the way, he pulls the trigger. Oh, no. A dazzling green beam of energy strikes all four crew members at once. Oh, no. A sudden flash lights the room, and the crew is instantly falling through the air. Oh, no. The evil We're underwater. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Weird. <laughs> the evil power master catches them in his palm. Wait a second. Whoa. Oh, and no. the crew realizes they are no bigger than grains of rice, victims of the evil one's shrink ray. Oh no. The evil How did we shrunk ourselves? <laughs> the evil power master produces a red and white striped bendy straw from no! an evil pocket. An evil pocket. <laughs> and lowers it until it's just above the crew's heads. This must suck, oh, shouts God. the evil power master. Then he slurps them all through a straw. What? <laughs> as they reach the dark wetness oh. of the evil power master's esophagus, <gasps> Chen boldly says, We have him right where we want him. Strength or dexterity challenge, strike from the inside. Um, I Sounds got like strength. a Chen thing. All right, let's go with Chen. Do we want to just automatically win? We should save that for something. We have another summer. story card to go to, so maybe not. All right, yeah, we should probably save that one for something that no one Although we could question. straight up die in this one. Dante has to flip. Oh, yep, Dante yep. uses stuff. Yep. Okay, all right. Oh, God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> I have to roll a six. Yep, challenge six. level is six. <gasps> you did it! <gasps> <laughs> I think this I'm is rolling so well today. This is the best we've ever done in any RPG. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> All right, go to story card five. I'm like the queen of natural one, so this is really exciting. <laughs> Everyone draws their weapons and hits the evil power master where he is weakest, his actual insides. Oh, they well, yep. <laughs> they shoot everywhere with no effect. All oh, no. seems hopeless as the crew tumbles down the evil power master's esophagus and towards his hungering stomach. Oh, God. Look there! Flipto points to a duct through which is a gross black mass, Ew. can be seen growing on the evil Power Master's heart. He has a tumor. <laughs> Boy, Power Master's anatomy is weird. That is his nefarious nodule. <laughs> Dante shouts. <laughs> nefarious nodule is now the name of... <laughs> oh my god. Dante shouts. Normally it is small and unnoticeable, but his is small and almost bursting. Okay, rapid force! Shouts Chen as they all continue to freefall. Everyone aim for the nefarious nodule. On the count of three, fire! One, two, three! Chen, Tara, Dante, and Flipto all unload their weapons into the evil power master's nefarious nodule, and the ugly growth, growth ruptures into a purple cloud. The evil power master explodes into three piles of purple powder, leaving the crew gasping for breath nearby. I hope no one expects me to make a dessert out of this, Flipto says. <laughs> Tara jumps to her feet, looking for someone to high-five. We did it! The evil power master is dead! The crew cheers, except for Chen. <laughs> <laughs> except for Chen, who stares at the ceiling, which appear appears hundreds of feet away, and the house-sized chair behind him. Oh no. Everything seems so big, Chen sighs wistfully. I guess this is our tiny life now. You win. You defeated the evil power master. Peace reigns over the Lacunian system. But you are really, really small. 
The end. <laughs> Honey, we shrunk ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Yeah, there's some like epilogue cards, but I guess our thing doesn't get the epilogue. Oh, interesting. Because well, yep. I when we were flipping through to get Spoonful of Pain, there were like four or five different final showdown options. Yeah, so maybe some of them have um, epilogues and some of them don't. <clears throat> I guess in terms of endings, it could have been worse. Could but we are better. tiny now, so... <laughs> could have been better. <laughs> okay, so I guess... Uh, well, first of all, thank you for listening through that. It was a lot of fun for us to record. Hope you had fun listening. Um, our call to action... You can visit us on Facebook and Twitter at Halfwit History. You can visit our Patreon at Halfwit Pod. And you can send us emails to halfwitpod at gmail.com. We love having them. Yeah, and if um, you anyone wants to um, leave a review or give us a nice rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, you know, wherever you can do said thing. On um, said thing. On said thing. We would super appreciate it. Um, we definitely would love to hear from people, especially since this episode in particular is a little outside the norm. Um, let us know if you enjoyed it or if you'd like to hear more kind of like this kind of thing too, because we can always find a new game to play. <laughs> Whether or not you want to hear us play it is a different matter. <laughs> or just something out of the norm that we can do. Yeah, we really, we're, we'd be interested in mixing it up a little bit, you know, to make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, we ran in, we, we ran into this game in Target, and for shits and giggles, I looked up to see when the book came out, and it was like, whoa, this week! <laughs> so, <laughs> so we were like, perfect! <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, as always, thank you to the fisherman for the use of our theme song, Another Day. Uh, check out his SoundCloud. Links are in every episode description. Yeah, give him a look. Or a listen, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm sure he's beautiful, too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, as always, I'm your halfwit. And I'm your historian. And we hope you enjoyed listening. Bye. <laughs> Don't come my name Since you left